You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Listeners, this is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Christy, and Samantha. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 900, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. All of us in the Mousecapades podcast are travel agents, so if you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. You could text Vicki, Samantha, Chrissy, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. Well, welcome to the 900th episode. How crazy is that? That's wild. Yeah, I know. Even though we don't have a star-studded host for you today, other than us, we did, or I wanted to take a minute to reflect on all the time that we've been together. So Christy was actually the very first guest on the Mousecapades podcast in March of 2015 when Nick and Dave started the podcast. Um, I was on the show a couple times just as guest. And in 2016, Dave decided that he needed to step away because He wanted to spend more time with his family. So Nick asked me if I would start co-hosting with him and that went on. And we went all the way up until like 2018 and we were doing three shows a week. I was prepping three shows a week. Let me just tell you, as much as I love the listeners, that was a lot. And I wasn't even doing nearly as much as I am now, but it was kind of crazy. So it, it just really got to be wearing on me and on Brad because he was the one editing everything. So I took a little leave for some creative differences in 2019. And then Stephanie became the co-host with Nick for a while. I'm not sure when you came on exactly. Do you know what month you came on in 2019? I have no idea. So then in February 2020, before the big fun year that we all had locked in our homes, Nick asked me to consider returning and taking over the podcast because he said it had gotten to be too much for him. And so Steph and I have been doing the podcast stuff holy cow for um since 2020 together co-hosting and um we've had lots of other agents and during the time we've grown close to our agents and some of the listeners we grow we've grown close to that have reached out to us some of our listeners have become our agents like gina and brandy and madeline and samantha and matt they're all agents with us now and they were listeners originally Um, So it's been a crazy ride, but I want to thank everybody for allowing us to be a part of your lives. I don't think that you really know. I'm going to get sentimental and start crying now. I don't think you realize how much it means to us. Um, We love being able to share the magic with you every week. I know we say that. That's the truth. It's very fun to be together and hang out. We feel like we're family and we include you in that because we do take the time every week to share things with you. If Christy and I get our way, we are hoping to celebrate the thousandth episode next year in the park. That's a year away. A lot can happen during that time. So we are going to just have to keep you up to date on that situation. Do you guys want to say anything before we get started with the 900th episode of the show? So crazy. 
been a wild ride. I mean, you summed it all up right there with all of the different changes. And uh, it's crazy that it's been so long that this has been going on 10 years. When you said 2015. I know. I We talked about it on the 800th episode. I I, I remember that episode re-recording it and re-recording it. Yes. <laughs> like sorry. it was yesterday. It's crazy that it was nine years ago. That just blows my mind. I'm flabbergasted. I'm I'm amazed. I'm proud. I'm pleased. I'm honored. I I love that it's grown. I love that it's going. I love that you've kept it. I love that it's strong. I love that we're Ohana. I'm honored. I'm pleased and I'll I'll be here as long as you'll have me on. Of course. I will always be here and I cannot wait for the thousandth episode in the park. All four parks in one day, all forms of transportation. Oh, my. You're adding to this stipulation. She's, she's making it big. Okay, we'll make it like a few days in the parks. If we're going to use all the transportations and visit all four parks, I do think we're going to need a couple days at least. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I think it can be done. I think it's a great challenge. The thousandth episode challenge. Oh, my goodness. We'll have to have shirts, of course. Make it a thing. Yeah, shirts and and like a special like drink and snack. <laughs> we'll make it happen. It's like we know some agents or something. <laughs> Maybe they could help plan it. Right, right. Samantha, do you did you want to say anything? I know you haven't been on as long as everybody else, but we feel like you've been a part of us for a while. It see it does seem that way. I mean, I've been listening um, since like 2017. I found the podcast. Oh wow. That's when I've really started doing a lot more Disney trips as an adult. And, um, you know, it's kind of crazy to go from listening to it, you know, listening back when it was, you know, three episodes and now two episodes, um, you know, to being an agent with all of you and, you know, getting the chance to even come on the podcast like that's and always talking Disney because that's just one of my favorite pastimes. Right. <laughs> and so um, it's gone by really fast from, you know, listener to here I am now and getting to plan trips, uh, you know, and make memories for other, you know, my clients and bouncing ideas off of everyone, you know, is, you know, it is a great Ohana to be a part of. It's very fun. All right, Steph, I knew you'd want to start with this since you sent me this story. You know, have to kick it off with a say it ain't so, especially since it seemed like there were so many. <laughs> this oh, no week. kidding. Holy cow. It was hard to choose, like, which ones make the cut. Say it ain't so, say it um, so while Vicky was over there at Orlando, there were some crazy things that happened at Magic Kingdom. Unfortunately, or fortunately, you know, however you want to look at that one, she wasn't there to witness the story. Um, a guest shared this on Facebook, which, of course, made its way to the media. A man on board the Tom Sawyer River either jumped off or fell off. Not exactly sure. They didn't have any video footage of that. Um, witness said different things. Um, however, when the cast members toss the man a life preserver, he wouldn't swim to shore. I mean, there's a video of him just kind of like hanging out there in the middle. <laughs> like he's not doing anything. Now, everyone is prohibited from jumping in the water on Disney property, especially because any 
body of water in Florida could have alligators in it. Like, let's not forget that, folks. The River of America is also home to the Liberty Bell River Cruise uh, Riverboat. And um, of course, cast members are trained to know where the underwater tracks are to keep the guests and themselves safe. Some witnesses said that the man in the water had special needs. No one knows um, if or was able to confirm that. Eventually, the man did get out of the water. Disney didn't really comment on this. Um, but of course, this kind of thing could get you banned from Disney parks. So definitely don't do it on purpose. Um, I know people were worried about the Liberty Bell riverboat coming that direction and he would still be in the water. So that was kind of one of the big concerns. Right. Yeah. Gina was just hoping that I saw this. I'm like, don't you think I would have messaged you guys if I saw this happen? <laughs> no, I did not. You would have sent us video. That's right. You also would have found out if... There was an actual, like, you've gotten the whole story. Is there a, re like, did he fall? Was he pushed? Did he trip? Like, you would have gotten to the bottom of it if you were there, Vicky. Sure. Well, I mean, I would have wanted to know that, of course, with the show. Yeah, I mean, so that we can report it accurately since I was there. But yeah, yeah, I was like, no, I was actually in the park, just not in that part of the park at that point, which is kind of crazy to know that I was that close, but didn't see something and I'm sure there would have been a big commotion, too. You would have, no matter where you were, if you were around that area, you would have probably heard about it. I really hope it was an accident. You see the signs for alligators, snakes. They're everywhere. I, I have no interest in going near the Florida water. Um, especially, it's not like it's crystal clear that you could see what's going on. It's, no, it's murky. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Nope. Same. <laughs> well, I'm going to continue the crazy on the other side of the Magic Kingdom. On Tuesday, January 30th, the People Mover stopped moving people. If you have ridden this ride before, you have heard us talk about it on the show. You know this happens from time to time. Generally, it is up and moving within a few minutes or sometimes even less. Well, it was Tuesday evening and the People Mover stopped. The guests proceeded to evacuate the ride and walk on the tracks before waiting to hear directions from cast members. Really kind of not a smart move. The guest videoing, videoing the event said bye to the woman as she walked away. In the second video clip, the woman encounters two cast members on the people mover track near the loading station. Rather than escorting her off the ride or back to a vehicle, the cast members appear to give her directions to the exit by pointing. The cast members and guests then go their separate ways down the track. Typically, a guest would be banned from Disney, but in the video, she wasn't escorted by anyone. So it appears she didn't get in trouble. We don't recommend that you try this to find out. Disney made no comment on the matter. I didn't see it myself, so I, I'm interested to know like what part of the people mover she was walking around on. I hope it was the outside part. Well, yeah, it looked like a little walkway, but I mean, it was a small walkway. I'm showing you with my hands like the listeners can see this, but it must have concerned them because literally if you watch the video, she comes upon two cast members and it looks like they're going to confront her. But instead, she asked them a question, they point, and that was the end of it. Excuse me. So I don't know if like there was a medical emergency and someone texted her and said, we need you or what happened that was of course not revealed not yet anyway maybe it will eventually but yeah they didn't like chase her down or anything that's what the guest was so flabbergasted about they're like she just jumped off this thing <laughs> like climbed out so 
I'm surprised this one didn't make it because it's very similar to this. There was another video of a woman this week, and I want to say, I I don't know who was at Disneyland or Disney World, but she was somewhere on, um, like, It's a Small World, and she got all of her kids off of the boat. She said that she had been there for an hour. That was Paris. Oh, it was Paris? We talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did? Okay. Yeah, but they didn't. it didn't appear they stopped her either. It looked like they helped her a little bit. Yeah, she was like, my flight's going to leave, and I got to go. I don't know. Now we're getting soft. <laughs> right. Start allowing stuff. It's going to be everybody's going to come back with a sucker. Right, Vicky? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sister, you are so oh. true about that one. So part of one of the things of Mousecapades and more podcasts, I wanted to say this before Samantha started is we did start solely Disney, but because we do book travel to everywhere, including Samantha just had a client go to Universal we are going to report on other things that we think are important that you would want to know. And so Samantha's going to tell us one of the stories about one of the places. This week, the Epic Universe was formally announced. This third park will have five sections. Celestial Park, Super Nintendo World, Dark Universe, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Ministry of Magic, and the How to Train Your Dragon, Isle of Belt section. And they are mouthfuls. The Celestial Park will be where guests will enter. It'll be filled with greenery with elements of astrological and mythological elements. A ride in this area will be called Starfall Racer. They will be a dueling roller coaster racing to see who is the fastest. With speeds up to 62 miles per hour and heights up to 133 feet. The track will be 500 feet long. Celestial Spin and Constellation Carousel will also be a part of Celestial Park. In Harry Potter's Wizarding World Ministry of Magic, it will be set in the 1920s like it is in the Fantastic Beasts movie, but tied together with the Harry Potter movies. There, Super Nintendo World will allow guests to be engulfed in Mario, Luigi, and Princess Peach. And my favorite, Dark Universe will bring out characters like Frankenstein, the werewolf, Dracula, and much more. Last, the How to Train Your Dragon section of the park will be filled with Viking vibe and dragons. So excited for this. Um, I'm actually least excited about Dark Universe, mainly because of my children. I'm like, there's no way they're going to go anywhere near this. Like, we aren't going to get to see that part of the park for a while. Um, But Super Nintendo World, we're pumped. It looks really like the one they did out in California. Oh, my Mm -hmm. gosh. It looks really cool. I mean, I like with the Dark Universe. It reminds me they used to have those characters in Universal back in the day. In old school Universal. Yeah, Beetlejuice was there. It was, they were all over. So it's nice to see that they're coming back. I also heard too that they're, I don't know which world it could be in, but they might be bringing a Shrek ride back. That's what I heard too. Interesting. I love that ride. Parts of this epic universe remind me, elements remind me of old school Islands of Adventure when Islands of Adventure first opened up back in like 99 and parts of Universe. Orlando when it was just Universal Studios back in the 90s. So it seems to me like they're taking the best of the two old parks and combining them. So something that Keith and I were talking about was this How to Train Your Dragon section of the park. Is that movie really all that popular? Oh my gosh, it's huge. Is it? Isn't there two of them now? Is Is it more popular than Jurassic Park? Because we were like, you know, Jurassic Park is so big and yes they have jurassic park in the parks but they've got harry potter in the park they should have made a whole jurassic park world 
how to train your dragon is like kind of a cult thing with like michael is 19 i would say kids in that like probably high school to young college age now that were little kids when that movie came out they love those characters i i didn't care for them i mean i when Michael was little, like he saw it and he liked it, but there's something about that movie and those characters. And I only know that because of the toy store that my friend owns and that I work at on the weekends. There's something about those characters that those kids love. Okay. I I don't know. I don't know much about the movies, but there's something about those characters that have attracted something. Okay. I wonder if they're going to do, because like, you know, the two Harry Potter worlds, they have the train to go between Universal and Islands of Adventure. So I wonder if they're going to do something. To connect it. Yeah. And I also hope maybe it kind of, it's so packed back there in Harry Potter world that maybe having the third one will kind of kind of make it a little more bearable. Isn't it kind of a, a little bit of a distance from the, the other two parks though? It's themed based on like the picture that they put out. So that's why I'm wondering if they'll have, you know, to keep with the theme of it. Especially if they're tying it to Harry Potter still. Maybe they can fly in flying cars over from one to the next. Do like a Skyliner? Yes, but (laughs) flying cars. Yeah. (laughs) I can dream. (laughs) Imagineer. You're an Imagineer. Yeah, that's right. So Pixar Place Hotel in Anaheim, California, um, open to the guests. I don't know if it was this week, but it's now officially open. You know how they had the soft opening and then the grand openings. Uh, now, Gina and her family are going to stay there later this year. So I'm excited when she goes, she'll be able to report to us. We're staying in December. You are? All right. Well, there are tons of Pixar references and artwork throughout the resort the moment you arrive, including the huge Luxo lamp and Pixar boss right dead center in the lobby. And the Pixar characters were on hand for the grand opening. I loved looking at the pictures. And if you haven't seen the pictures or even video, even video footage, I would encourage you to go do it because it was fun to see Mr. And Mrs. Incredible and Frozone and just everybody. Bing Bong was there. Bing Bong. Yes, I know he is going to be there all the time, though. They were all there to help celebrate the completion of this new refurbishment to the hotel. There is a brand new dining area at the resort or people that are owning it on the first floor. It's called Great Maple, which is actually a flagship restaurant. And it's a Southern California favorite. I had never heard of it, but that doesn't mean anything. Apparently, the people in California love it. And they are going to run all the dining at the resort, including the pool bar. The rooms are filled with all of your favorite characters, including Luxo Lamp and the Pixar Ball. And just like Chrissy said, Bing Bong and Joe from Seoul are the characters that are going to hang out at the resort all the time. And just like at our Disney World where they bring like vans or stuff with characters, they'll still continue to do that. But Bing Bong is going to be at the resort all the time. You could either find him right outside I guess, near the pool or on the third floor. And then Joe can be found serenading the guests in the lobby five days out of seven. They said the only thing that's different about between him and Bing Bong is that Joe isn't really a meet and greet. It's more about you enjoying the music that he's playing. So it sounds very cool. So Chrissy and Jean are going to report back and tell us how wonderful this place is because it looked pretty cool. How Disneyland of them to have characters there all the time. Yes. Right. Come on, Disney World. Get with it. Why can't we do that kind of stuff? I got to see Daisy and Chippendale before I got on Mir's bus yesterday. Aw. 
they were at my resort. Which resort? Pop. I've I've seen them at um, Wilderness Lodge. Well, they have that little van and they bring them around and they just happened to be coming right when we were getting them like this. And I was like, oh, it's Daisy and Chip. And she just waved at me. So I was pretty excited. My girlfriend and her family who often go to Disneyland, they did just dine at Great Maple when they were there a few weeks ago. Oh, did they? Yeah. I didn't get a full on review, but she did say that they loved it and they will be back. I forget which meal they had. Um, I will get a better report. Yeah, that'd be great. And anytime they want to do a show, you could let me know too. Right, right. I will. I will. They've got a lot going on going into flag football season. So I don't know when that'll happen. But you know, they they go often. So there will be plenty of opportunity. I wish I would bring some of those characters over to Disney World. Yeah. Like the Incredibles. That's a big franchise still. They used to be at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. I think you can still meet Edna Mode. Yeah, we saw Edna Mode in Frozone at Hollywood Studios. And and occasionally you can see Mr. and Mrs. They still have the cavalcade from time to time. Yes, we saw that. But he now that he's into it, him and Natalia are obsessed with Jack-Jack. So they they think they're going to go and meet, you know, all of them, that they're there waiting for him. <laughs> and I wish they were. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I will, and not to, to like railroad it, but I do one thing and I will say, and I know we need to do our Disneyland versus Disney World episode, but the, I do like that Disneyland, their characters just kind of casually walk around the way they used to at Disney World. Mm-hmm. So nice. So nice. So cool. So the Disney College Repeat program is back. That is a program for anyone who has already completed the Disney College program and wants to return. You would then have to get a hold of the Disney Alumni Association. The Disney Summer Alumni program is offered for anyone who has completed the original program and it will happen in summer of 2024. Alumni of both Disney World and Disneyland can spend their summer working for Disney and this is not for first time college program recipients it is only for the alum so um obviously openings are limited and so you need to get on and sign up with the disney alumni association if this is you and you are calling you need to get michael signed up so he can eventually be an alumni oh he he definitely is um side note disney is visiting his university i think the 18th 19 sometime like the week after valentine's and he's he texted us he's all excited because they're specifically meeting with like media something else and engineering students and he's like mom mom this is exactly what i'm i've been working for but it's during like one of his calculus classes and he's like what do i do and i'm like you skip calculus you let your professor know that you're you're doing this this meet and greet with Disney that day, and he's like, okay, I've got, I'm I'm telling my my professor I'm missing my lecture, so he's gonna be meeting with Disney that day. How exciting! That is very cool. My sister did the Disney College program 24 years ago at Disney World, and she never came home. Is our joke the longest running Disney College program in history? Um, but the Disney College program is on Michael's radar, but he kind of thinks he wants to try it maybe at Disneyland because he's on the West Coast kind of now. He's four hours away from Disneyland. But yeah, he's totally like looking forward to that opportunity. So he's very excited. 
That's very cool. I don't blame him. He might be scooping popcorn, having nothing to do with like engineering right now, but he just wants to do it because he wants to do it. I don't blame him. Popcorn smells good. It's fine. Right, right, right. You're in Disney, so it doesn't matter. Nothing's wrong with that. Well, Disney has announced a $1.9 billion expansion. These park expansions include things that involve Coco, Black Panther, Tangled, Frozen, Zootopia, Peter Pan, Tron, and Toy Story. To get the ball rolling, Disney has offered to put out $1.9 to $2.5 billion plus dollars and another $5 million in street infrastructure improvements. Disney has a few more meetings and votes before late spring. We may see some adjustments and or proposals. The next planning commission hearing is in Anaheim and is in late March. That could be some very exciting news. All of those sound like something that we are missing. So bring it. Especially with all of the universal news. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely need to pick it up a bit. When that was announced, I was like, how is Universal building a whole park with five lands that quickly? And how long did it take us to get Tronda? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But Disney is going to have to step up their game because, I mean, already all my Disney clients are like, well, looks like I'm doing Universal next year. I'm like, ooh, Disney, you're going to be hurting next year. Yeah. Even my sister who who were the, my sister who travels with me, usually she's like, well, she's like she tr- she follows a vlogger and she's like, well, I'm kind of interested. Maybe we can try this Cabana Bay. And I'm like, OK, well, I think that's really cool. And she's like, but maybe if everyone's going to Universal next year, maybe it'll be cheaper for us to go to Disney. <laughs> That's true. I was just thinking that like lines are going to be down. Right. She's like, maybe it'll be empty. I'm like, well, I wouldn't go that far, but cheaper, maybe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're going to have some good specials next year. Right. That's what we're kind of maybe hoping. A new Cinderella coach has made its debut in Disneyland. It is a platinum coach pulled by a horse. It's full of beautiful details, including 75 hand-shaped leaves, a pumpkin canopy, and delicate vines that wrap around it while you ride in luxury. You would truly feel like you're royalty when you ride in this carriage. This can be used for weddings for those of you that are able to have your wedding on Disney property. Of course, Disney will use the carriage for their events and in their media promotions. I have nothing against this carriage. It's beautiful. But I just feel like that probably was a lot of money that maybe we could have used for something else. <laughs> That's just where my mind goes, like maybe speeding up the process of the ride opening or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Unless they're going to recoup it back in renting it out to these Disney brides. Can't imagine how much that cost. I have no idea. I mean, a Disney wedding isn't cheap, but I mean, like to do the add-ons. Yeah. Right. Because I've absolutely looked into it. No, I haven't looked into it either. And I... I, I will not be doing that. <laughs> I have already told Kaylee, I love you a very, very lot, but <laughs> that would not be happening. We'll be bringing our own pastor and taking it to the park. We'll just have a little <laughs> ceremony right there in Tomorrowland. I don't care who's there. As they chase you off, you're not supposed to do this. And you're like, say I do. <laughs> As you're walking, saying the vows. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you could do it at one of the resorts, like a Mm -hmm. a little small ceremony kind of situation. Who knows? I'm surprised we don't see more of that. Well, Pamphlet was an opening day cast member at Magic Kingdom in Orlando, 
And they just recently interviewed her for People Magazine because she is still working there. She's 72 and she began um, on opening day in the role of a can-can dancer at the Diamond Horseshoe. Do they still even have those? I've never seen them. I don't think so. So it reminds me of like the saloon at Silver Dollar City or Six Flags. And she said she was there when the park opened October 1st, 1971. Her actual hire date was only September 15th, 1971. They had two weeks of rehearsals before the first day. And she recalls that very first day was with fondness. She said everyone was so excited on day one, but we only had 15 people show up to their first show. But it didn't matter. It was a great show and they all had a great time. Throughout her years, she held many positions at Walt Disney World, including uh, Miss Claire and the Hoop de Doo musical review, buying manager, costumer, including for the reimagining of Fantasyland, uh, project manager, designer, and procurer of costumes for the Disney Magic and the Disney Wonder for Disney Cruise Line. A few years ago, she thought it's time to retire. And so she did. But then in, after nine months, Disney pulled her right back in. And these days, she's working as a proprietor of operations costuming at Epcot, where she oversees the animatronics and the Walt Disney World Resort Hotels. So she seems very, very happy to have worked for Disney all those years. I have to say, she looks very happy in all her pictures. All right, Miss Pam, huh? Yeah, be happy in your job. Disney is one step closer to reopening the Little Mermaid show at Hollywood Studio. This show will still be based on the cartoon version of the Little Mermaid. And Disney says it's going to include classic songs that we all love, like Heart of Your World, Kiss the Girl, Poor Unfortunate Souls, and many more. Now, Disney has officially begun the casting process for two of the show's main characters, both Ariel and Prince Eric. Gotta have those, obviously. Um, Here's what they're looking for in these characters. Ariel needs to be about 5'2 to 5'6, a spirited, fun-loving, yet curious mermaid princess who longs to be a part of the human world. Lyrical pop soprano with a belt to see. And then Prince Erica needs to be about 5'10 to 6 foot tall, charismatic and fearless. Prince Eric is a true romantic who never gives up on his heart's desire. Um, He actually has a non-singing role. If you've got these characteristics, you can go to the link and apply for the job on the Disney site. And if you're applying, you should definitely be sending us a message and letting us know, because how cool would that be? Oh, my goodness. It'd be like, they listen to our show. (laughs) (laughs) Prince Eric. Very cool. I guess I never realized, but I mean, I knew he didn't sing. Maybe they should make him sing. You mentioned that Poor unfortunate souls. Are they keeping Ursula as a, or, you know, the animatronic or whatever? They haven't said. I mean, if they're redoing it a little, it'd be cool to have like an actual person play that. Yes, it would. I'm just so excited because this always made me so sad walking past it, seeing it shuttered for so long. I have gone on that, gone to that show ever since I was five years old. So it's just, I'm praying it's open in October to take the kids to it. I really hope they still do the rainfall too. Right, right. I just hope it it revitalizes that whole area. I mean, you know, y'all know my love for that park. That that whole area just needs some love. It's very quiet back there. It is. 
Speaking of some love, Vicky gave me this story because she knew it would be great news to me because I am a former Disney, Walt Disney World and Disney Store cast member. It seems that the name Shop Disney is being returned to its original name, the Disney Store. Although Disney hasn't formally announced it yet, the word is out. The reason for this strategic move, move is to simplify the online search for fans. So Shop Disney is being changed to Disney Store. It not only highlights an authentic Disney shopping experience, but it also reflects the company's dedication to staying true to its roots and heritage. Disney's online retail website has been popular, but many Disney fans have voiced their unhappiness with the name. It seems that Disney is listening to their fan base, and we hope this makes a difference for them. And in my Disney store nerd groups, because mm-hmm. I am a part of them, um, we're hoping that it could mean that maybe someday they bring the brick and mortar stores back. But we're not going to hold our breath because, you know, it mean it would mean that like the malls would be coming back and the malls are practically dead in and of themselves. So sad. But there, you know, there are what, like 10 outlet stores left one of them being in branson yes i mean we are still holding on to one here in the great state of missouri and it does well it does really well it does and there's one near nashville so i mean we're within like four hours one way six hours another way so we can't complain too much yeah they have an outlet it's in elizabeth so that's like north jersey going to new york so it's about an hour from me so my hope is to get there soon I'm I'm hoping that the stores come. I mean, we were Michael and I were just even talking about the old stores today. Gosh, I would I would I would go back. I would go back to my retail roots and work for the Disney stores if they came back. I'd fold those shirts. I love love folding a good shirt. (laughs) I folded a lot of shirts this weekend, and it's just because I think people are rude and I felt bad. So I was sitting there folding shirts. Give me a good folding board and a pile of shirts and I would <laughs> go to town. I mean, I might need like accommodations at my age to sit every now and then because <laughs> I'm old, but you know, my knees can't maybe take standing for eight hours anymore, but man, I would, I would go back to <laughs> Disney stores again, but yes. Uh, and, and I am, I'm so stubborn. That I don't like when I go shopping and I do a lot. Listeners of the show know I do a lot of shopping. I don't type shop Disney in my browser. I still type Disney store and it takes you to shop Disney. I'm stubborn. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Old habits die hard, huh? That's right. Amen. So this story, I'm excited because Frozen has been huge in my house since Chase was itty bitty. And now Natalia is on the bandwagon of Olaf. Uh, Disney is desperate to get back in action with the Frozen franchise. It seems the company is going to drop a new movie to the series on Disney Plus very soon. We know that Disney has plans for Frozen 3 and 4, but it'll be a few years before these are made and ready to debut. According to FilmedOnStage.com, Frozen the Musical was filmed live in London's West End last week and is being scheduled to land on Disney Plus sometime in the near future. This is similar to the film live version of Hamilton that landed on Disney Plus in 2020 and appears to be a new strategy for the company. Disney has yet announced a release date for the film live musical on Disney Plus, 
but we have a feeling the company will be in a hurry to get it streaming. I mean, it's a good strategy. It is. Yeah. Ties you over. I mean, they just opened Frozen World overseas. Yes. I'm praying comes to Disney World because I I have like FOMO watching all the stuff they get over there. <laughs> so we went to Frozen Sing Along and we didn't realize that our my friend and Kaylee's friend um, had never seen it. Well, the husband and son would never let them go because they're like, we're not doing that. And I, I was like, we should have did what we did. We like said, you guys go to Indiana Jones and we'll go to this one. Oh, I thought you meant they never saw the movie. No, no, no. They, In fact, um, Robin, my friend, she loves the movie. We all had shirts that we wore to Magic Kingdom that Natty made for us. So hers said Arendelle and in Ink. Mine said Belle and in Ink. Kaylee said um, Rapunzel and Rapunzel Ink. You know, the Mickey Mouse and Company yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Our, I guess they said and Company. Yeah, that's what they said on them. So we all had our own shirt in a different color with the design for that movie that we wore. So anyway, we went and we got that. There's one guy and one woman that are over the top. And I'm sure you guys have seen them over time. But I'm telling you what, those two every time have something new going on in that show. And we were laughing and laughing and laughing. Just like, well, I get this is an example. So in October, when they came, um, the lady told him to get started with the story. And he's like, so we're in Miami. There's four women, Rose, Blanche, and all that. She goes, no, 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 not that story. Well, then this time we thought he would say it again. But instead he said, it's about Lin or it's about twin daughters played by Lindsay Lohan. Her parents are divorced. <laughs> and we were like, it was just so funny. Hair and then, trap. yeah. And so then I don't know if you guys are, we're such movie crazy people. And we quote lines in our house, but in the movie Legally Blonde 2, where uh, Jennifer Coolidge says, makes me want a hot dog real bad. Yes. So at the end of the show, he asks Elsa to give us some more snow. And he does. And he goes, makes me want a snow cone real bad like that. And then the curtains <laughs> closed. And it was just perfect because everything was so timed by them. Or um, she did this thing where she said that Hans was a mouth breather. And she's like, oh, he's sucking me in. He's sucking me in. And she backed up to the screen. And then his hand was outreached. And she's like, look, I'm in the palm of his Hans. Like everything was so timed and not things that we hadn't heard before. And they're just amazing. But we were saying it would be cool if they would do Frozen 2 now. I don't, I mean, I love that they've done Frozen, but... Frozen 2, we feel in our family, I don't know how you guys feel, feel like the soundtrack is even better for Frozen 2 than it was for Frozen 1. Yeah. So we have high hopes for 3 and 4 that it got better with the time. See, I have high hopes, but then I, like, of course I hope, but I am not, I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket. Like, how can you be better? It's kind of like the Toy Story. Like, how can you continue to get better each time? It's about impossible. Well, it's the Lopez's, um, and they're the ones that wrote the musical for Broadway also, and they wrote the music for the first two movies. And as far as I know, they've been signed on. Now, I don't, Jennifer Lee, I think, is going to be a guiding force now because she has a bigger role at Disney. She's not going to be like the lead director like she was, because I don't know if you guys, I think we've talked about this before, but the making of it on Disney Plus is amazing. Definitely watch that if you've not seen it. Just to watch all the detail and step-by-step step that they took to make sure that movie was so amazing so that it lived up to the first one. Well, thank you so much, listeners, again, for nine years of podcasts. So crazy. Truly do appreciate it. 
And we would love, love, love if you would go to Apple or Podbean and give us a rating. And if you're interested on being a guest on our show, or if you've got some questions or comments, you can just go ahead and text at 636-373-4497. And be sure to check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. Vicki did post a bunch of things from her most recent trip. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki and Kaylee will be sharing part one of their girls' trip to Disney World last week. If you would like a free quote, contact Vicki, Stephanie, Chrissy, or me, Samantha, at 636-373-4497. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. It's a small world after all. Have a magical day, my friends. 